Hi everyone, you're welcome to another episode of Storytime with Jay and I'm happy to be here again and I just want to say a big thank you to everybody, every one of you that's taking time out every week to listen to the podcast. I do not take it for granted. I want to say a big um, thank you to my friends for the support and to my old listeners, thank you. My new listeners, thank you for joining this amazing family. You couldn't have picked a better time to become one of us. <laughs> yes, us. Because everybody is on this journey with me. So I just want to say a big thank you and you're welcome. And I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Okay, thank you. Hi guys, um, you're welcome to this special Coven meeting. Not to worry, this is a different kind of witchcraft in quotes. Um, I have a guest and um, we'll be talking about um, a very important topic, you know, that has been going around for a while, um, known as um, feminism. And I know it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. So um, I just want to appreciate um, Choma for joining me on today's episode. Um, she's our special guest for today. Chama, thank you for joining us today. For joining me. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm just going to go right into what we have for today. But before we go on, of course, every meeting, there must be something on the menu. So today's menu, I have um, small chops and the blood of fake feminist allies. Not to worry, we're not drinking that. It's just, <laughs> yeah. So right into it. Um, Chama, what does feminism, what, what does it mean to you? Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I go with a very simple definition. Like, basically, um, apart from, like, the general equal social economic um, uh, personal rights for women as is given to men, also, like, that we as individuals, because everything that we know yeah. as people, especially us as adults, are things that we have been socialized to know. So a lot of those things are very intersected with sexism. So I feel like feminism is addressing those things and reflecting on those things. These, um, in quotes, harmless practices that we, because, I mean, you cannot achieve equality without tackling these small things that feed it. So basically, it's just basically... Okay talking like the mannerisms, the ideologies, the the practices, the rituals, the religions, and basically all these things that that have all worked together to create like this society that we live in. Oh fantastic. Thank you very much for that insight. Um so what personal experiences drew you to feminism? I feel like for most people there was something that would have triggered your acceptance of this movement. So um do you care sharing with us, do you mind? Sorry, do you mind um, sharing that with us? Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I feel like as people, a lot of times we do things happen to us and we just forget because me, okay. I don't remember. So basically, <laughs> it's like to me, the way I remember it, and my memory may be biased, but the way I remember it, I've always like had these thoughts, right? Okay. But obviously, not as 
you know, there's some progression to it, right? But then I've just always, like, a, a lot of things were, like, a surprise to me, like, coming out, because I don't have a brother, for example, oh. right? And, yeah, and I grew up in a house where, like, I just never really thought about myself as inferior to men. Like, right. it's just it's not a thought that had ever occurred to me. So it was, like, a, a lot of, it was a lot, of, and I went to a single-sex school. So it was when I went to a mixed school, it was when I moved to a mixed school that I still realized that she was different. So it was like, yeah. and to me, it wasn't like, oh, she was the I accepted. To me, it was disgusting to me. <laughs> so, so that's just, but obviously at that point, I wouldn't say I was defense, but I just, a lot of things just did not make sense to yeah, me. Like, so, yeah. So I guess like uh, being on Twitter and basically like the conversations, because Twitter is like a, Huh. That's where you get like so many people's thoughts. So, many so it's like again, it exactly. So a lot of things I didn't even realize that people thought. I knew that people used to do certain things, right? But I did not know why they were doing them until I said sort of reading people's mind uh, thoughts on Twitter. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these things I thought were just normal. There's actually a reason behind. Why? There's actually a reason behind doing these things. So I, I guess, yeah. So I guess that is like the whole process progression for me okay fantastic thank you um before i move on to another question still on what made you um decide to be a feminist is there anybody that influenced you like do you feel like there are influences from maybe society or like a celebrity is there anybody that influences you to take a stand or you're just your own person to be honest, like I don't, I don't even remember. Like I, it's just not something I remember at this point. Because like sometimes I go all the way back to some of my, because Twitter is the only way I can like document these things. So I go yeah. all the way back to my Twitter. Like, I already sort of had like some of these opinions. Not everything, sure, but like a lot of these opinions. And I don't know who I got them from. Honestly, I don't know because like I used to when I was much younger, I, read, I used to read a lot of fiction, and I, I really cannot tell. But then. For me, I I sort of identified with Chimamanda at some point, right? Because it was like, yeah. oh, all these things that we just talk about amongst us that just regular teenage girls that we don't necessarily have power or people don't really take our opinions mm -hmm. seriously. To see somebody that is respected having those similar or those same opinions was just like a, a much needed validation for me at the time. So I guess I could say that and then obviously before a lot of all these um before a lot of um twitter personalities came up yeah. and all of that and then when those guys came up as well and then it was nice to see like other people who had similar or the same opinions about certain things so i guess like everybody is like all like a contribution of a lot of things and right now i feel like I cannot, I, I would have to like think about it to know what exactly was the, was the point for me because it just, it, it, to me, it's like, this is how it has always been because that's how the human mind works. We just sort of forget yes. how we used to be, how we used to be, I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, um, thank you. So, um, yes, yeah, so we, both, we, we both live in Nigeria, so I'm going to bring it, I'm going to bring you home. Um, in feminism in Nigeria, why do you think, I know around the world is also a hard concept for a lot of people to understand, but here, where we live, why do you think it's so hard? Why do you think it's so difficult for people to just understand? And this goes for men and women, like they don't seem to get the concept of feminism. Why? 
Well, I mean, I feel like it's just the same way people just don't like this thing. Feminism is like, like if you choose to be feminist, a lot of things in your life will change, right? A lot of things in your life will have to, a lot of things that you usually enjoy, a lot of things you just let go, you just like it will just change for you so it's a big deal like to change your whole ideology so there's religion there's like um societal expectations uh-huh. there's all these things and if you if you start to say that oh you're like the whole world is built on the fact that men are sort of superior to me the world as we know it that sucks yeah so that sucks exactly so for people to like change some people some women and men even think it but to them they feel like is impossible like yeah. like because when you start thinking about it you start thinking about oh does that mean i won't submit to my husband or oh, does that mean uh i have to I, I because even as a religious person right does that mean i have to drop my religion does that mean like it, it affects a lot of things oh my family my this one because they're all interwoven so i can i can understand why it's a big deal for a lot of people and there's also the fact that our society is very misogynistic so some people cannot even imagine yeah even men and women they can't even imagine that women can act the same as men like it's just an idea that it doesn't make sense to them jiggers it's just like how some wise people are racist yeah and it's not i feel like it's not even like oh these people are bad people it's just what they know and they just don't want to change it or they just don't want to do the work to change it because a lot of things will change in your mind it's just like how all these new ideologies are coming up yeah sometimes you just you just don't have strength to even tackle it's just like oh i'll figure it out on my own so i guess that's what it is for what's what's it called so i guess that's what it is for a lot of people and i'm not saying i'm not i don't have an opinion about whether it's good or bad it's just how human beings are in general so yeah, yeah that's amazing that's amazing i'm getting a lot of insights from this conversation already so um do you think we would ever be able to attain equality as women in this world do you think it's possible hmm. I, I feel like i want like this question will be like better answered <laughs> by a more optimistic person because i'm like as i'm at a point where in my life where i'm just like <sighs> maybe they'll ask me this question like <laughs> two or three years ago i'll probably be like oh yeah but right now i'm like it, it will happen definitely because change is constant but it'll be very slow and it will take a while right it will definitely mm-hmm. happen because now we're getting this new generation of young men and women who they do not they've not been sexist for as long as we have mm-hmm. or as long as our parents have so they are more willing to change so in the next couple of generations yeah it yeah. will get better but it will it's not something that will just happen it will just it will be a, a gradual progression but of course there'll be there'll have to be some a lot of the for nigeria now there has to be a tipping point there will have mm-hmm. to be a tipping point there'll have to be a point where people get angry enough and not just like a small number of people on twitter there has to be like a substantial number of outrage for yeah. things to tip over and i feel like we will gradually get there like a global outrage like people have to just be like enough is enough i'm done not just like you said not just on twitter like we have to take it beyond um twitter as well um Mm -hmm. and so that leads to um my next um question which is um there are some myths right that um people have about feminists right i've had conversations with people and somebody actually told me to my face that i hope you are not one of those feminists though because I had like an issue with why is 
a woman's place supposed to be? Why is it a woman's job to clean the kitchen or do this or do that, right? So um, why, before I go into myths, like this just brought about a new question. Why do people feel like a woman's place, like there should be a particular thing that is just a woman that should do? Uh, well, I mean, I feel it all comes back to like practices and cultural practices. Like this is things that have been, like these are things that people we sort of like, we a lot of people have not never even thought about. Or oh, why am I supposed to do it? It's just how it's supposed to be to yeah. them. Like it's just, a lot of people have never really thought about it, right? Even sometimes people that don't even like doing these things, right? Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, I don't want to do it. But they don't think, why do I have to do it? Also, like, there's a lot, if, because a lot of us are privileged to be able to, like, see our thoughts and ideas validated. Some people, yes. it's only them and their thoughts. Do you get? And when yeah. nobody else is thinking like that, you think it's you that has a problem. So you'll be figuring out how to adjust and how to fix your problem to fit into, like, this thing that's why for me now and uh, when i talk about feminism and stuff when i talk about if i i don't talk about it as much as i used to but when i do right it's not because i won't change anybody's mind but it's because like i want people that already have those thoughts although some people will change their mind obviously yeah. but then a lot yeah. more people that already have the thoughts in their head who who, who feel like they're not alone so basically that's it but then when it comes to like these actual chores themselves like there's nothing wrong with the chores some people yeah. like to clean some people like to cook some people like to some people like to whatever it is right but it's the fact is the expectation that even if you don't like to do it even if you don't want to do it you must do it so that is the problem yeah yeah so that is the problem not the chores in themselves like the oh, chores okay. in themselves are like somebody will have to do it at the end of the day but and i feel like we're getting to a point where a lot of things are outsourced, right? A lot of things yeah. are, are now jobs, like even cooking, cleaning, gardening. Before, in a couple of years ago, nobody would come and pay a gardener. Is yeah. the, or let me not say, yeah, somebody, is the person in the house that would do it. Do you get it? Yeah. But now, while growing as a society, we're realizing that the more we outsource things, the more time we have for ourselves, the more other people that don't, um, that don't, have like skills or like a set skit or something will have something to do True. you and money keeps going in and out and about that's how society progresses when you're stuck in your old ways you don't want to move forward that's what's holding i don't want to say that's what's holding us back but then it's one of the things that holding us back. like when you don't want to yeah you don't want to like move and change and just like a lot of these things are not even issues at the end of the day. They're not even issues in certain parts of the world that are still sexist, mm -hmm. right? Like, this, in a lot of places where men and women are still sexist, but these cook, cooking, cleaning, they are not issues mm -hmm. because they are just, like, things that we can figure out. It's not a big deal. Like, there's nothing to just be carrying on your head about. So, basically, I mean, that's just how I feel about it now. So, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, so, then I'm um, not going to dismiss it. Okay. Oh, let me just add this. I'm not going to dismiss the fact that a lot of women, yeah, are held back by this expectation. And are not only really held back, but they have to do it, like, because that is their reality. In fact, for a lot of us, what am I saying, like, a distance? For a lot of us. <laughs> for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's it, yeah.
Okay, thank you. Um, so back to that question before I ask something else. Um, what are some of the um, myths you've heard, like people have said to you, when you, like when you tell them that you're a feminist and what are some of those things they just immediately cook up? Like, okay, for you to be a feminist, you are this way, you are this way. Like, okay, maybe you hate men, you can't marry a man, you must be a lesbian or something like that. So what are some of those myths that you have heard about feminists? Yeah, I mean, people say, like, a bunch of things. A lot of times, yeah. Like, even amongst even feminists themselves, even amongst yeah. feminists identifying women, there are certain things that that you will say or do and do and it's, it's just like how can you think that like like how can you go that far <laughs> do you get and mm -hmm. it, it all comes back to how like for a, a lot of things here yeah. oh, like there, there are lots of practices there are a lot of little small small idiosyncrasies i don't want to i don't know if i'm using the right word but there, there are just a lot of things that we don't know that sort of I won't say we don't know, but we're just not aware that they just work together to just contribute to this like whole system. Like now, as uh, the, the idea of being bitter is like it's so it's so perpetrated in a way that even if you're supposed to be bitter, even if you're supposed to be bitter, you would tell yourself that you don't want you you don't want to be bitter so that you're not perceived as bitter. Right, even if you are so, even if you have every single right in the world to be bitter, yeah, because of how the the um how is vilified, yeah, you tell you you tell yourself that I'm not bitter, oh, yeah, I don't want to be bitter. bitter. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, like absolutely. And that and that is so strange. And that is so strange because it's like it's like. <laughs> Like I can't really explain it. Like all these things, it all just works. Like how can someone just be, you know, going through all these things? Like and not every woman will go through the same kind of oppression, right? Everybody with their own. And some people have it worse than others. Some people don't have it as bad as others. But we're all in it together. So like you see certain women that have had like the worst of the worst right but they still tell themselves they will still feel the need to be like i'm not bitter i still like men i'm not bitter i still like men and the reason why they have to say that is because they're so terrified yeah they're not what they want them as from that some of them don't even care but they just don't want to be perceived as as hating somebody that hates them or as hating in fact not just someone that hates them as just perceived as hating men right because mm -hmm. it's such a strange thing i was having a conversation with someone right and this guy was just going on about oh uh, we're talking about like issues we're talking about oh women are part of the issues with nigeria because politicians will steal money and give to women like some like a lot of women they don't want to do anything they just want to open their lips and all these things he's saying right i'm sitting out there and i'm a woman right but it's not it doesn't occur to me to be upset that this person is a misogynist. For a lot of women, it won't occur to them because they are thinking he's talking about other people except mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. right? But if I say something about men, ah, men are this. He's taking it personal. Yeah, absolutely. He's taking it personal. Okay. He's taking yes. it personal because he, he's not separating himself. Because for men to exist as individuals, they're just people. But as a collective, that's where the power is. So they always have to be thinking in the collective. They always have to. But for women, for you to, for women as a collective, we don't have power. At all. So for a woman to have power, she has to be different. That's why a lot of women 
just pride themselves in being different. Oh, I'm different. I'm not like other women. I'm not because as a collective, women don't have power. It's just like black people though. A lot of people who are power hungry, who are black, they always want to separate themselves. Oh, I'm not like all these other uh, hood thugs. Yeah. Oh, I have a degree. Oh, I have a this. Do you get Because that's the only way they can access power, right? By separating, separating themselves. themselves. Wow. 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 Yeah, but wow. for men, men as a group have power. So if you're, if you're deriding men as a group, like and in every individual man is feeling, oh, he wants to defend his group because that group is affiliated or that's where his power comes from but women don't feel that way right so that's like a lot of that and we don't really think about these things in our everyday conversation so that's something that i've had to like check for myself as well and you know in the way i think i will talk about other women and even though i talk about them i mean i take it very personal because if you start saying oh women are this i say i feel like i'll tell you are you saying i because even though i think you're not saying me and i know that is a very silly way of thinking but i just want them to be able to see that like to be able to think like go away from how their brain works i mean like oh why do i think i can say this to her when if she says this to me about men in general it will make me unhappy do you get or i'll uh-huh. take it personal so basically so that's just that's just like uh i never general. so apart I never, sorry, I never saw it from this angle that you, like, you just opened my eyes to a new way of seeing things because I personally, I never saw it that way. But so I'm glad that you had, like, you brought that out. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to benefit from that. So you were saying, sorry, you were saying? Yeah, so there are lots of, there are other, like, oh, there are other stereotypes. Um, there are other stereotypes, like, okay. For example, I know that if there are certain stereotypes that are not baseless, right? As yeah. a, as a woman now, if you have if you have um, if you are a feminist, right? It will be more difficult for you to date or marry, right? Apart from them not wanting to date is of my feminist right also yeah. the things that other another woman will tolerate it will be harder for you to tolerate it may not even be necessarily a bad thing but you, because you're in that mode where you're hyper aware right a lot of things mm-hmm. that some people will just wave away you will pick it so it, it can make you like a bit hypersensitive so that one and i don't think is it's just like the price that comes with you trying to you being aware it's like the price you have to and i think is not as bad as people try to paint it as. So another thing again is that people, people will say, oh, that you cannot possibly like men if you pick, if you, like you cannot be in a romantic connect, connection or whatever with a man if you call out misogyny or if you call out mm-hmm. uh, toxic masculinity or whatever. But the thing is, a lot of women are dating and married to men that hate women, right? Yeah, a lot of women are dating my and all these men that we see on that we always come and abuse them, and we always be like, "Oh, you're you're backwards. Somebody's married to them. Somebody's married to them. Do you understand? Crazy. If, at the end of the day, human beings were selfish beings, right? Yeah. Somebody can somebody can be extremely sexist to women in general, uh, but the data. Maybe if he if he smiles at me or if he compliments me or if he's nice to me, I'll be like, 
I'll start thinking about it and start making excuses and start being like, or oh, maybe the, all those women he did something. Or do you understand? Yeah. Like, you know, that's just how our mind works. So that's why you see when they said Ellen was rude to her staff. I don't know if you heard the gist. Like she was, no, she's mean no. to her, her. Oh, Ellen okay, DeGeneres. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't get the full story. Oh yeah. So like some of her employees are like, yeah. oh, she's mean to them. She's rude to them. Like she's she's a bad employer. Blah blah blah. But a lot of celebrities are coming out today. Ellen is so nice. <laughs> Ellen is so good. And that's just how we are as human beings. It's always just hard for us to like remove ourselves mm-hmm. from like a situation and think, oh, you. I don't know. Like I feel like do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, because yeah, to, like, because the funny thing. Ourselves is those celebrities i think i saw this on twitter as well those celebrities they were talking from their own point of view they're not exactly. the ones that were employed by this woman so you can't say exactly. she was nice so i think i saw a bit of like conversation back and forth between a couple of people like talking about that particular um mm-hmm. situation so i get that oh my god like from this conversation alone like i'm learning so much so um now we'll just go to into um male allies i've seen a lot of this on twitter there are some people are like oh no i support men i'm like i support feminists this one that one so i'm like do you think they're being performative or do you think there are some good ones amongst them yeah um male allies me i mean i feel like in, in feminism mm-hmm. yeah everybody's bring their own personality in fact in whatever ideology in life whether in religion everybody brings their personality with them mm-hmm. right so for me i'm not a very trusting person so like when people and i don't take it out i don't i used to be i used to be sort of irritated when people would just trust or just anybody else wake up with me and just like like this uh what they call this guy should i call names i don't know solomon Bucci guy King of it's like oh you don't know him no 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 i don't know him but okay let's so, continue okay yeah so like these like because it's like not very popular and it's not very common to see men having these opinions sometimes women can be a little too grateful in quotes mm-hmm. that a man is having these opinions right and if and they now overlook a lot of things even though because the, the, the dangerous things about uh, sorry the dangerous thing about male allies is that people listen to men more than they listen to women right so if, yeah so if a man is if you if a man first of all a man can never know the full like the personal apart from reading feminist theory and all of that there's a lot of there's a lot of passion and a lot of nuances that comes with being actually a woman that comes with living that experience that men will just never have right and when you give men like too much of a in fact you don't have to give them too much if you just put audience even if you put the podium his podium is low (laughs) <laughs> people will still pay attention to him more yeah. you get it's just how what even women not just it's just how because a lot of things we don't know that like, a lot of things in life eh, are just like if you if you just randomly read any book on like um what they call uh, advertising psychology commercial i don't know it's a commercial psychology or something i don't know business psychology you see like a lot of times like when they want to do ads about certain things so if they want it to people to trust you don't want people to believe they'll use like a deep male voice i, I i'm very upset with you if you 
they'll use like a deep male voice like because there's just something about it that just makes us trust we believe that they have the power to do something but when even when we even watch films like if they want to depict a bimbo or something they just make her voice thinner way Uh very feminine because we don't really think of like femininity as something that has power something that can that, that can fix even though we we like femininity in a different way right but we don't think about that something that that can when you when you're in, in trouble you want like a man to feel and that's why sometimes when certain things like if we're if if, if i have a problem now eh, and as I, even me as feminist as i am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I have a problem, if I go to uh, the police department or whatever and I have a problem, eh? You don't want to talk to the woman. I may, <laughs> if I see, you guys, I, like, I, I feel like, like she may not have the power that I want because I'm thinking a lot of things. Like, first of all, she's a woman, mm-hmm. right? And first of all, I don't even trust women that have power in, in, in this kind of society, especially in Nigeria, because for you to nice get like that. that yes exactly like so for you to get there you have to be a weirdo you have to just be off right mm-hmm. but if i can get to it like if you can get to a male mm-hmm. there's just a feeling that you feel like oh <laughs> you understand you understand like, like, like control you know whether you understand or not it doesn't matter it's just but like he'll do he'll sort it out like control do you understand? And that's why yeah. a lot of people, when they have issues, they're more likely to go to their brother or their dad or something. But when they feel, mm-hmm. when they want to feel comforted, when mm-hmm. they want to feel heard, then they'll go to a woman. Like if mm-hmm. I have issues, if I, if I wanted a psych, uh, psychotherapist, I most likely not go to a man because I'll know that he doesn't, ha- I would think he doesn't have the emotional intelligence or he doesn't have the empathy or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So most likely, tilt, like if I have something I want to be nurtured, I'm going to just tilt a woman because of how we're socially conditioned. It's gonna how because men are associated with authority, women are associated with care and loving and whatever. Even though all these things are all trash. So people, some women, you be around in the presence of some women and you be like, oh my god, the power. And you be around in the presence of some men and be like, oh my god, the love or whatever. Everybody, <laughs> it's true now. So it is what yeah, because the more you, you associate with people, the more you realize that a lot of stereotypes that used to think in your head are just not true. Like, how would be like, oh, women used to gossip. And then when you hang around guys, or you watch Big Brother, you see that it's a guy. Man, that, that Big Brother on there, the men are the ones in charge of the gossip, <laughs> the gossip exactly. party. So, like, all these things are like, like, I don't know how to explain them, but you have to be making a conscious effort. You have to be making a conscious effort because, like, for, for I haven't even get here, okay, for, like, male allies, right? Yeah. It's so easy for men to just, like, overtake the conversation. So you just always have to be. And also, sometimes it's performative. Like, I'm yeah. not saying all the time. I don't know. I can't read anybody's mind. But sometimes it's performative because, like, certain kinds of men, mm, mm-hmm. now all the, in, in, in this, uh, uh like the way life is, eh? in fact, even in our politics, in our other ideologies, apart from feminism, is all like the, what you look at the way different kinds of men think. You look at capitalism, you look at socialism, you look at all these things. They are all men that came up with all these ideologies, but it's just like different kinds of men, just like artsy men. Uh, there are different kinds of men, do you get? So yeah. you can see a man that because of his personality, he'll be naturally inclined towards like feminist like. I, um, practices it doesn't mean that he's not sexist though eh? but just because of of how the, the way he is like okay if you go to like all these 
at sea scenes like all these men are free-spirited right mm -hmm. they're more they're less likely to be like super like uh, macho super masculine but it doesn't mean that they are not sexist so when you see a man that is in touch with his feminine side and all of that it's easy for you to just be like oh yes yeah. ally Julia, but yeah. but you, you are, it's easy to just get bamboozled by like, oh, and even like there are certain men that are also like feminist allies for selfish reasons, right? Because at the end of the day, if you are with a feminist woman, there are certain expectations of patriarchy as a man that you yeah. may not necessarily feel obliged to, for example, to provide to protect all of that. A lot of men cannot are not up to the tax. They can't provide. They cannot protect. So you see men like that. So not all, not all. A very small number of men like that may tilt towards like feminist ideology, but it may not necessarily. That's why I always like when men are talking about feminism, I always want to see their opinions on things that don't affect them, on things yeah. that they don't benefit from, right? Because sometimes, like okay, like for example, using stuff like, um, I don't want to make this too deep, but using stuff like <laughs> sex work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like you, like I always try to look at the opinions of men in that in that way, right? The way that they think, or even like in general, like in general, like sometimes you some certain kinds of men will be like, oh, my wife or women should be in the house, right? Women should not work, right? And some certain kind of men will be like, no, women should work. But the fact that they are saying women should work doesn't mean that they are, they, are, they don't they are not sexist too, because sometimes they will be sex, they'll be misogynist to women that don't work, yeah. right? So, and, and, that's the, and that's why it's better to have, like, a woman that, or not even just any woman, because some women are like that, some women that carry women are misogynistic to women that are not, right? But the, what, fem, like, what feminism should encompass is that every woman, there are different kinds of women. Women, no matter whether you are the boss of Ethel, or whether you are selling a car on the road or whether you don't even walk at work. all yeah your basic human rights should not be tampered with you should be respected you should be respected as a human being mm, yeah so like that's just what it is but a lot of people don't they always feel like oh women have to do this or women have to do that even i'm not just saying just allies I'm, even some feminists some women themselves not feminists but some women themselves like they always feel like they always try to be like, oh, these kind of women deserve rights, and these kind of women don't. Like, if you want rights, you have to work for it. That's but BS. that's where, like, yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing because even children deserve rights, right? Everybody deserves rights. You're a person, you're beaten. Like, why do you have to earn rights? Like, it's so crazy. Like, you should even be treated as a human being first before your gender. Like, because I feel like a lot of people just treat you like, okay, this person is now woman, you be Jare, come off. You know, that kind of, mm -hmm. that disrespectful yeah. thing is already yeah. rooted in our system here. Whether, I bet now woman, exactly. what did she feel do? And that thing really, it really, exactly. it really upset, it upsets me. Like, I'm sure it upsets a lot of people because I feel like it's yeah. demeaning. They are looking down mm -hmm. on somebody because of their gender, yeah. which doesn't make sense so you mentioned something about um movies okay and i want to ask a quick question how do you think women do you think women are presented well or represented well enough in movies like not just as bimbos like they're represented as strong women do you think there are a lot of movies in nigeria i like to bring you home at all, at all. <laughs> ah. like, yeah we don't have a lot of like strong Feminine, uh, female characters rather 
like some there are some like that film with uh, this white right, i don't know it's, i don't know if it's out it, yet. Oh, oh, there's a new one the one that she was like i'm in now or something like that i don't know the up north or there's animation. another one. Oh, animation there's oh okay one, there's one that's an animation and there's another one where she where she was like fighting where she uh uh she was trafficked from no. Nigeria to Jan, and then she now became like a martial arts kind of person. But I don't know if it's out here, but I've been seeing the trailer. Oh, okay. And then there's and there's there's Lionheart with yeah, Gen I've V, and then there's well, I mean, apart from that, like I wouldn't, I, I can't obviously, I I will, I won't say that there are none because I haven't watched all. Yeah. But now it's getting way better than it used to be because. A lot of times, Nollywood, like, we don't tell stories about people. We tell stories about ideas. Like, so we tell stories about be- things that we believe. I, ca- I cannot really just explain it properly because, like, I need sometimes to, like, put my thoughts together. But, like, we don't, like, isolate a person and be like, oh, this person. Yeah. Like, their regular day-to-day life. Like, their regular normal things that don't have moral lessons. That don't have, uh, don't laugh at people when they are with one eye or something or it's just basically our stories are always moral of the story Mm -hmm. Uh, that's (laughs) exactly like we don't really tell like that's why i like big brother right because Mm -hmm. then we now get Mm -hmm. to see people that like there's no there's people are not good and bad like although they are bad people they're good people but then like us in general we're not just good and bad people are just like complex and and, and I feel like what we, we need in Nigeria, we need more stories that show women as complex beings, as like people that can have different, like not slave queen, good girl, yeah. good woman. Good wife, yes, like always, keeping the yeah, home together. We, exactly. Yes. We always see tropes like, oh, this person is a bad woman because she That's why her husband one. left this her. One, exactly. Like we don't like try to like build stories that show human complexities that show that oh there's more that's that's why like you you can wear a weave now walk on the road one random person will just call you i shall or oh, just man. randomly or will just like randomly assume that you're not very smart because you did makeup right or because you're like because we're still we're still at a place where we don't like we don't we're so invested in tropes like we're so invested in like archetypes like Oh, this type, the good girl, the bad girl, the wrong girl, the yeah, because that's what the, that's girl. what we see in our movies. So when they see that exactly. kind of thing outside, they like they exactly. try to now relate what they saw in one movie exactly. in in yeah. the person's life, and it doesn't make any sense. Surely, how men are so quick mm-hmm. to call women a shell? Like I'm like yeah. talk another talk another thing. Like say something <laughs> else. Which one is a shell every time? Or when you're walking on the road, like I feel like if they carry out a survey on Nigerian women and how many times they've been called a show or harassment for Uber wow. drivers, um, we can't finish hmm. that survey, man. We can't um, finish. We can't finish it. It's not. It's not like, a day's I don't work. Know one woman, even pick me. Oh, I don't. I don't like calling people pick me, but then even <laughs> anybody like everybody has a story about. The day you're walking on you, somebody will call you a show, or you enter Uber, they will do this one or that. It's just like it's like it's a normal, it's every other day for a Nigerian woman. Like if I walk on you, someone call me a show now, I won't lose sleep. 
Like I won't have cried because I'm calling me since. It's okay. like pomade Someone. now. It's like cream. I, you apply <laughs> sunscreen. You just I, you take it like you that. Just take it like that. Move on with your day. At least there's no form of slap for your bum bum or something. Maybe come and press your breast or something because ah. it happened. You know, and they that's ah, that's why I was really like I was really happy when they had that walk in Yaba. I haven't been to Yaba mm-hmm. in a while. Market but match. Yes, the market match because I was okay. really happy that there is a voice. I might not go for the protest or and all the stuff, but I'm just glad that okay, women are starting mm-hmm. to have a voice. Because the last time I went to Yaba, yeah. and, and I think mm-hmm. this was after the walk. Um, I noticed that okay, they weren't pulling mm-hmm. so much because me and for me, when I used to go to Yaba back in those days, like I used to dress down because I didn't want to be harassed, mm-hmm. I didn't want any don't drag me or yeah. any of that stuff. It didn't work, oh, mm-hmm. I won't lie, it didn't work. They'll end up calling yeah. you names. I'm like, so why did I now mm-hmm. dress like a mad person to go to the market because I don't want yeah. to be harassed or something like that? But these men, they still feel like they own you or something like that, so I mm-hmm. like. I personally feel like they need to like create more characters, like you said, that would, mm-hmm. you know, strong personalities, not just the bimbos mm-hmm. or the yeah. um, big breasted girl that doesn't know good how to wife. do anything, good wife, mm-hmm. trying to protect your home so that your husband doesn't cheat, mm-hmm. even though that doesn't change anything, he'll still do what he wants yeah. to do because he's a man and um, they'll mm-hmm. tell you to um, forgive, forgive him, which is very, mm-hmm. <laughs> very unfortunate. So, um, Mm-hmm. This question I have: What do you think that are some of the um, what do you think are some of the common mistakes that you've observed for men who want to be supportive of feminism? Like, do you think there's um, or be or supportive of feminists? Do you think there are mistakes that men make? Maybe something they say they think is okay, but they're actually sounding ignorant. Do you have? Um. Okay, I will say just maybe like some men like approach this thing as if they're doing a favor, like as if mm-hmm. oh, other men won't. So give me rice for supporting you or give me cake for supporting you. <laughs> and that's one. Then, then there's also like certain kinds of men, like I mentioned earlier, that men that are always going on and on about oh, women that are not independent, women that are doing this one, that one. Like, just like I feel like <laughs> the the conversation is just way more complex than like like I was having a conversation with one guy like and he was like oh Nigerian women don't like to do shit on their own and not succeed. Nigerian women don't exist in a void, right? Way yeah. you're born and your you exist for most of your life until last week when somebody now told you. You now change your mind. That's the same way a lot of girls are born into like these kind of systems. Where from when they were small, because these things and uh, while while literally just I'm such a big believer in the fact that we're products of our environment, yeah. right? That's why like although there are a lot of um, genetic uh, this thing in our behavior and all of that the way we think, but it mostly is mostly like our environment. So somebody that was born in a house where she has some brothers, right? And most of the times, the, all the ambitious thoughts and all the ambitious conversations that they have in their house is basically revolves around her brother. And all she, she knows is that she, when she wakes up in the morning, she'll sweep and cook, right? And her mom is always telling her, sit down like this, if not, they will not marry you. So that's her. That is what she knows, right? Not everybody will be revolutionary. Not everybody would break out of the norm. Most people will follow conventions. Apart from the fact that 
it apart from the fact that most a lot of people may not even ever really think about it like that even the people that think about it don't have the support that they need because as human beings we're social beings like there are very few people and people who are not social beings are classified yeah. as a, a, a mental disorder right people who yeah. don't seek social validation people who they, they are classified as people with mental disorders so most people will just behave the way that is acceptable in their uh, space right so as a as a woman now as a girl right there's like there's sort of a limit to what your ambition can be in quote like even if you go to university right what we don't have that there's there's a drive that men have uh, and not even just all like and all and when you look at how our tribes like our cultural our tribal practice like evil women now i'll use evil because i'm evil right yeah so like evil women now are born into a very very misogynistic culture right that yeah. i won't say it's not like exceptionally misog- more misogynistic than others but then we have like some practices where like men are more um sort of men are like sort of uh how does enabled to make money where women are not right so if you even start from like the basics of our culture of uh, uh learning trade that one yeah. boy thing is a men's club like i've not seen one girl before it is men that go and so the transfer of wealth and that's how most people build their wealth from business right so the transfer of wealth is a man's club do you get so like from the uh, costaris all the boys under him they're all boys then the boys under them they're all males do you get and that's how wealth just transfers then and when you now also look at inheritance again is a man's club as well like in my own village women don't inherit like oh, wow, now i don't, don't. So, yeah we don't inherit land so i don't be but i mean that my dad's land will probably go to my cousins or uncles. somebody or my uncles i don't know and and i mean i don't care so <laughs> but i'm just saying <laughs> imagine that i needed imagine the kind of advantage i would have if i, I because now my cousins are around my age they're very say inheriting land right meaning that they wanted to do something now they wanted to start a business and they can sell that land and start a business but now no, really me, i don't have yeah and i don't have that uh, resource right so yeah. like when people are like oh nigerian don't like these are all like these circumstances apart from the fact that women are not necessarily raised to be ambitious because yeah you're even sort of raised to be like to like peddle down on your ambitions a little so that you see what's going to marry and all of that so i feel i always feel like it, it, it comes it, the conversation usually come from a very unfair place where they don't they don't like um put into like because that's why when i had that's why i got to a point where i don't really judge people so much although if you say to me i'm a human being i don't care i get irritated as a person but then I, I when i go home to think about it, i'm like at the end of the day like people just want to live and die and do what the best that they can right yeah and for yeah. this being like revolutionary or being all of that comes with a lot of it comes with its own problems as well and i can see why some people just don't want to give themselves those problems do you get and yeah. I, i'm not saying obviously the world is for <laughs> Yeah, the world is for the people that try, for the brave, but most people don't. Most people just go with it. That's why if you even look at a lot of revolutions that happen, there's always one person. 
it's always one person or one group of people one person will just say i've had enough or a group of people be like enough is enough enough is enough and then when if they believe that person they believe that the person has the way then people will follow them right Mm -hmm. so that's just it so um Oh, I've always, oh my god, I've always wanted to come You were talking about mistakes that men make. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, this is a man. So they don't always, uh, like, sometimes they don't, like, really think about all the nuances. And it's not just men, sometimes, even you know, women. I don't yeah. think about all the nuances. But then it's not, like, and then there's also, like, the whole, um, also, there's also, like, the whole, like, they'll be like, some some guys be like, oh, I'm a nice guy, I'm a feminist guy, I'm a cool guy, but or women still don't want me, or like feminist women would rather go for like, uh, you know, or all of that. Like, and and I'm like, it's really not. There's no reward. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. Do you get? Yeah, exactly. nobody giving me award for the work that I'm doing. Do you get? So yeah. you either want to do it or you don't want to do it, because that's just it. Because there's no reward. Although some people will get reward, though, you know. But yeah. not everybody, and then yeah. But you have to be willing to do it for free. So yeah, that's it for me. Okay, fantastic. Um, you were saying you said something about like how they get inheritance and how you know that whole dynamics. Like, how does that affect like mm-hmm. a family setting? Knowing that because you're a woman, you you're not. You don't have access to different things. I know you might not care about it, like maybe caring about inheritance or what. But like, what do you think somebody in that kind of family said? How how would that affect like their mindset? Well, I feel like these things. Like, I don't, I may be. I may not necessarily be like the best person to like talk about this yeah. because I was I was born legal, so. But then. Um, I feel like it's a system that sort of works, like it feeds each other. Okay, the men get the shit, right? The women marry them. So it's like a lot of women may not really think it's unfair because they too will marry somebody, right? That has inherited the property, property. in their own side and will sort of share with them. They may not own it all, but they will share. They will share inside. So that's why marriage is such a big thing for a lot of women, yeah. right? Because for you to even have something, like because in your own father's house, you're not getting much. Although some people will give that to their daughters, right? But it'll be like in the more modern because but then like in my own family now, most of the lands are like family owned. Okay. Right? So it's like my dad inherits so I'm like, it's not like he bought them to give me. So he himself inherited. If my dad should buy land, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if my dad's land now, I can inherit it in Lagos here. Because while, while, but this is like a, um, a cult, I don't know how to say, like a cultural practice. Yeah. Right? Because like, I, I remember the last time I was in my village, like they gathered all the young boys. Even my cousins are older than him. So they all were together discussing sharing of land right and it, it like it wasn't like my aunties eh, i have aunties that are in their 50s right they're not married they don't have land they don't have to their name that oh this is mine but they will they can farm on the family land right they can uh they can but they cannot own it they can't build house on it like that this is my land i want to build house on it and they are still in the family they're not married they're in their 50s mm-hmm. 
right? So it's like I wouldn't, I can't speak for them because I don't, I've never really asked them how they feel about it, honestly. But I feel like it also like sort of feeds into like a lot of contention, a lot of like because women don't inherit property, they now start dragging for things that they won't own. Like they just start dragging for access, like, oh, my brother has this one, my brother has that one, because they don't get their own, you know? So, I, yeah, so I feel like maybe that's just how it works. I'm, I wouldn't, I, I've not done, like, a lot more observing or research on the issue, so I don't really know if, like, tra- traditional Igbo women are unhappy about that, that situation, but I know that in the situation anybody looking from outside can see that is unfair it's unfair well, sounds unfair <laughs> okay so um as we begin to round up because yeah this has been very interesting but i have like a couple of questions to ask before um we call this amazing <laughs> um interview mm-hmm. you know before we call it a day mm-hmm. um as an open like someone that is openly um feminist right do you think it will affect Mm-hmm. that person's career do you think like being openly feminist in nigeria like and they know in your office do you think it affects a woman's career do you think it will affect her career yeah i think it does of course i think it does yeah i think it can it can but it also depends on because like okay for me now i try not to talk about feminism okay. where I where is nobody's paying me money to talk about it like I don't like even now say even on Twitter like I've taken a several breaks I've taken like a long way because it's like just keep repeating saying and there are other voices there are other people as so young girls they're 19 they're 18 they're already mm-hmm. having like very refined thoughts and very refined opinions which is cool like and I feel like everybody like you have to like look at where your life is and just sort of but then, yeah, of course, it, it affects your career. Being vocal about feminism affects your career because then you people because people take these things very personal, and you may not know the reason why, or you may not know what it is. But then people can actually start making life difficult for you in mm-hmm. a way that, yeah, like they can just start picking on you or all of that. And I had I used to have this friend that she was like, let's go from her job she's work at stop i don't know if i should well she's work at stop come let me say it so that they can if you if you yeah they can home out but yeah she's work at one of your tech company let me not call name i already called name but let me not repeat it <laughs> but, so and they let her go and she gave me the impression of like from what she told me it was like more because of her feminist opinions on twitter right because she's wow. having a lot of her work colleagues follow her right and and when something that she considers sexist happens in the office and she talks about it on twitter her company or her establishment they get offended or they get like they feel that she's trying to paint the company in a bad light so like all these things also like so sort of of course, like, yeah, it can, like, uh, affect your career, definitely. It can, because you have to, for it not to affect your career, you have to, like, overlook a lot of things. And that's because, I, like I said earlier, like, 
earlier, a lot of our society is very, all the things are very interwoven. Just mm-hmm. be a feminist and just think it won't affect your life. It will definitely affect your life because our whole existence, like the whole structure of our environment is patriarchal, right? That's what our life is. It's just like you saying you're a socialist, right? And you think it wouldn't affect like your life in different ways. It would definitely would because it definitely because these are like way that is is how they say it now. It's a way of life. Do you get? So for you to remove yourself from what is conventional, you have to pay for it. Luckily for me, I'm not a very, I'm not a very like structural career kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. She like I feel like somebody like at the end of the day, and and I know that that is that is like my maybe it's a coping mechanism for me, or maybe it's just like the kind of person I am. I don't know, but I know that my case is not the case. Um, it's not like Everybody. The, yes, most people will have to put their head down to work in perfect. They will have to ignore a lot of things. They will have to maybe not talk about a lot of things on Twitter. Maybe they will have to like get an anonymous account and all of that. Because even talking about things like this, that you think everybody should be on board. Not everybody is on board. Get you, exactly. It can get you like, I used to work somewhere that Every single day I come into the office, they're talking about one Twitter topic or the other. They're talking about rape. They're talking about false rape accusation. They're, that, in fact, one, the employer said uh, if he had money to give to like, uh, a rape cause, he would rather give it to false rape accusation, give it to people that are fighting against false rape. I, like, imagine just sitting around that kind of insanity. So wow. it's just like, it's just like that's just basically it's like you just have to because it's 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 a, it's a way of life right so yeah you'll be constantly you constantly and that's like one body that people don't really talk about but then you're constantly like hyper aware of like nonsense things that you don't even that just kind of fuck up your mood do you get so yeah that's it depends on what kind of person you are so yeah. That's that's it, I guess. Yeah, it can affect. It definitely can affect your career. Your career. Definitely. Wow, wow, wow. Definitely. Okay, so um, two more questions. Um, the the first of the two questions I have is, if somebody, maybe a young girl or any woman of any age, comes to you and says, "Oh, Chama, I want to learn about um feminism. What resources do you think you can?" Um, I know there's a lot, there are a lot of resources on the internet, but like sometimes there are so many information that it can be a bit overwhelming. So mm-hmm. how would you put that person in the right direction? Okay, so, I mean, I don't, I've had, I've not been in this before, people ask me about like resources, but then because me, I'm not like, I'm not a, I'm not a feminist theorist. I'm just like a normal human being that is a feminist, right? So, yeah. I have like I have a very like unacademic approach or like a very unacademic um, approach to it. Yeah, to it. 
but then i always like recommend that people nigerian girls i don't know about everybody but like nigerian girls can start with reading chimamanda because the thing with chimamanda is that she's not she's very reasonable so like if you read uh we should all be feminist or that other one what's that other one dear ijawili like if you read those two books right yeah. any rational thinking human being yeah would see the sense in what is being said there like it's not super radical she's not saying anything too shocking although it may be perceived as shocking like when it's very deep but when you read the whole book like it's just a whole rounded um, um it's just like a rounded i don't know piece of literature so like if, if people can start with that and then maybe um I don't want to call anybody's name to be honest. Like I don't want to say names. I don't want to like give anybody work. Yeah. Because these things are like very easily. Like if you go on medium and you put in the hashtag feminism, you see like walls of resources, like a lot of different approaches. Uh, but I always just recommend that Nigerian girls start with Mama because she writes in a very relatable way, very relatable yeah. language. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of um, authors that tackle these things, but in like, because me, when I was about two or three years ago, I read um, The Second Sex, right? And it, it, it's like a very, like with all these second wave feminism books, yeah, for me, I feel like they're great, right? Because they give, especially in Nigeria, we're still so backwards, that we're tackling issues that people in, in the 80s, <laughs> 1800s, in were attacking mm-hmm. so like what if you read the second sex you see like hello sure things that you may, necessarily, you may not even you're you're thinking it somehow in your subconscious but you're not you're not um, sorry, Chioma, please, could you go over that again? Yeah, I think I, I, I lost, I lost you there for a bit. So, please, can you, hello, I can hear you. Yeah. Can you please go over yeah, so that I said, again? I, read, I lost uh, you for a bit. Oh, yeah, so I personally, I read the second text, right? Okay. About a couple of years ago, and I, I feel like a lot of books written around that period, I don't, I, I right now, off the top of my head, I can't remember, like, quite a bit of them, and I, and I feel like, you may not necessarily like even reading uh, fiction. Mm? Mm-hmm. Reading fiction, reading the works of um, what's that woman? What uh, shoots? What's her name? <laughs> what's that? She wrote um, something I don't remember, but uh, she's she's dead now, Sha. So mm-hmm. like reading Nigerian fiction, fiction written by Nigerian African women will also like sort of give you the that thing that Nollywood does not give. Yeah. yeah. Reading a book gives you because when you're reading, you're reading thoughts, you're reading like a, a person, you're you're sort of putting yourself into another human being. And I feel like that's a great way to like grow empathy. Yeah. Putting yourself in other people's shoes. Right. So and when you do that, when you grow empathy, because for a lot of women, right, patriarchy sort of worked for them right they yeah. may not necessarily they they have it that they can figure it out you get they won't die they won't you get they just have a way around just like how for guys as well some guys 
will, will struggle almost all their lives with masculinity and having to like perform or having to be masculine because that's just just their personality or that's just not how they are but for some guys that's how they are so it would be so easy for them they won't ever really struggle right so that's how it is too i guess that's how it is with all these things but i would always recommend like some chimamanda reading fiction and if they can read the second sex it's actually a very like i feel like the second sex is a great book although like their opinions there are lots of opinions because a lot of these second wave books are written by white women so they may not necessarily be the most intersectional in that yeah. sense but then is i feel like it's always great to start from there instead of like going straight into like because feminism has like progressed over the years and there's like a lot of intersections now and all those things but for somebody who's just starting out i'll always just say just start from like women and just like grow from there so that's just that's just my opinion okay um and finally of course this um conversation that we've had today will not be complete if we don't talk about the feminist coven like how did that come about because i personally i found it funny and i love the fact that women were able to embrace it and i saw t-shirts i saw a lot of logos that were created <laughs> for this particular coven so like how did that come about and um why do you think like women were so like they just embraced it like they were just done with being shamed. Yeah, well, because it started with that conversation with uh, the girl. I don't know if I'm at liberty to talk about it, but then... And you could just, with, like, uh, just on the surface, like, maybe no name callings, because I know that okay. topic is a bit touchy. So, yeah, I just do on the surface, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, somebody called certain women. Yeah. Uh, witches, right? Certain feminists on Twitter, or certain vocal feminists on Twitter, witches, right? And yeah. that they belong, and he generally used the word coven, like to be like that they sort of plotting and planning basically to bring men down, all of that crazy thing. And he used it derogatory, uh, yeah. And um, but then women, or like a lot of feminists on Twitter, sort of like owned it. It was funny to me, like it was hilarious. That day, I wasn't really online, but when I came online, I saw that people had changed their, their Twitter names to like Feminist Cover and this one and Chief, Chief Witch or Chief Whip or all of that, Secretary of the Coven and all of that. So people were just having fun with it and they, mm -hmm. they made t shirts. I even have a t shirt, so I bought one. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> so it was like, I, I feel like that's just such a, oh my God. That's just such like a great way to that's just such a great way to like take away like the shame and take away the like when somebody tries to abuse you and you don't it's not paying you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just the best way to go about it. And I really and I found it very like I have women say using slave queen as an insult and women just sort of owned it. They owned it. And all of that. <laughs> was, yeah. that was really it was really great to see. I think I should get myself one of those shirts. I don't know when I'll be able to wear it because of, <laughs> of, of where we are. But yeah, I should just wait. Maybe I'll ask you for the connect on how to get that. Shirt. Yeah, that's this one I got all the way from the girl. I bought it. She lives in Bini. Wow. So, like, I bought it all the way from there. But as she wrote, like, the feminist thing in French. 
So ah, it's, ah. Really, yeah, so it's really just like nice a lot of stupid people will not not stupid but a lot of people will not really pay attention to like yeah. if you're yeah if you're not trying to draw so much attention to yourself but then i also like the ones that have like the whole thing written out in <laughs> boldly you want to die and die yeah so that is it i hope that like we'll be able to just move forward with like feminism and it's something i know it will take a lot of work but hopefully, mm-hmm. like pe- more people will accept it, and women will not feel like a certain kind of way that okay, this person it won't be it won't be seen as an insult. It will be seen mm-hmm. more as something that when like you call somebody doctor or something like there's so much pride that comes with that mm-hmm. name, right? So I I hope mm-hmm. that we'll be able to get you there. Was crazy, like as yeah, yeah. I was like, if like to be honest, yeah. I'm actually even fine with feminism just being just being not vilified. Like it doesn't even have to be a thing of pride. That just yeah. oh your feminist cool. Cool. Instead yeah. of your feminist still. You get. Yeah. So that's just like I feel like if we even get there, then we'll have hope of it being a thing of pride. Yeah. But right now we feel like we're pointing. But now it's getting way better than it used to be. Like if even if you're on Twitter, I noticed that that in the past couple of years. Yeah, sort of gotten like it's now accepted. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So like, I so obviously like with with time, things will always change. Is one thing that's constant. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, people cannot be living the same way forever. So even Mm -hmm. the way our parents' generation used to do, if you look at the topper generation, the generation before them, that's the Gen X or whatever, they are, they have like a different culture from Mm -hmm. our parents and the ones that the ones are in their forties and thirties now. They also have like their own thing going. Then us in our twenties, we also have our own thing going. So it's just how life is. And I hope, I really hope that as the next couple of generations, because this next couple of generations, they are extremely woke, right? So, so woke, you can't even so push it there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm very hopeful, and I know, I know that things will change. Obviously, I know eventually it may take time, but it will change. Yeah. Thank you so much, Choma, for doing this with me today. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for hanging out with us on um, Storytime with Jay. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the people that would listen to this would also gain a thing or two from being here and listening to this conversation that we've had. So I just want to say thank you for doing this today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Hopefully, I will call you again and you will join us on the show at a later date. So, thank you very much, Shoma. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And this was great. Very great experience for me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it for you. I remain Justina, and this is still Storytime with Jay. I wish you peace, love, and light. Have a beautiful weekend, and stay safe.